All right. Uh, thank you guys for making the time to join me for uh, today's podcast. Uh, this is our third podcast here. So aloha to everybody from the YouTube channel. Uh, today we have uh, three new people. Thompson uh, was in from last week. Yeah, we have Thompson, we have Once in Love, we have Waikas, and we have Sean. Um, if you want to just go around and do a quick intro, that'd be super cool. People get to know like a little bit of what you do, who you are, uh, what's your ties to you know someone's or anything like that. Feel free to do so. And uh, yeah, we'll start off with Once in Love, and then we'll just go around. Once in Love, Thompson, Waikas, and Sean. Go ahead. Hey, um, I'm Once in Love. My name's Tyler. It's nice to see you guys. I've uh, been playing for about three years. I've been streaming for about three years. Been around for a long time, so I know pretty much everyone here. Hi, I'm Thompson. Um, you guys know me from last week. Uh, my Twitch is Thompson28. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I will, I will put the links to all your uh, Twitches again uh, into the uh, YouTube video in the descriptions. Appreciate it. And uh, go ahead, Waikas. Uh, my name is Patrick, Waikas of NG from Say Swag again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna start streaming probably today after the podcast, so if you have time, check me out. Oh yeah, you're gonna start today. You got all your stuff in? That's the camera. Yeah, everything's there. Yeah, the camera's here. <laughs> okay. No, I, I turned everybody's uh, volumes up. Is this a little bit better, guys? I think the volume, yeah, all of the sounds are super low except yours. Okay. I'll turn mine a little bit lower and I turn them all a little bit louder. So hopefully that uh, that works. Turn them up, can't hear is them? It, okay. Try is now, that try a little now. bit better now? Yeah, that should be better for you. I see I see it spiking check, for you. Check. <clears throat> testing, testing. Yeah, Thompson is a little bit low. Let me turn Thompson back up. Well, just check, check. Thompson, Thompson, Island Grown, Island Grown, Once in Love, there Patrick, Sean B, Sean B. Are we good? Yeah. Are we good? Yeah, one, one, two, one, two. Two. Yep. I turned the gain up a little bit on my mic. Okay, perfect. And then go ahead, Me Sean. Me too. Uh, so, hi everyone, it's your boy, Sean. And... Hmm, what should I say? Oh yeah, I'm an Instagram model, so you can check out my Instagram. Since everyone is a Twitch streamer here. And it's five o'clock in the morning, and Sean's really tired <laughs> right now. Yeah, just plug, no, man. plug it out. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you uh, for joining me and making some time to join us for the podcast here today. Uh, we're going to be going over a couple of different topics. And of course, as we go through these topics, um, we'll be talking about them, but uh, it's kind of open. You know, I kind of want to make these podcasts fun for both the viewers as well as for the people joining me. So we can always, you know, go on tangents on whatever you guys want to discuss and throw on the board and ask each other. Yeah, if it gets a little heated, I mean, just be respectful, but I mean, it can get heated. You know, that that's what makes for a more fun podcast anyways. So yeah, we're going to start off here with the first topic that we had set up for today. And the first topic is uh, what four star units are best in RTA this coming season? What's meta, what's not? Yeah, and what uh, units are coming into meta as well for four stars? Yeah, with the balance patches and changes. Anybody wants to throw it on? I, I guess I, I did it in order Asia. before, but we can just go ahead and throw it onto the floor and whoever wants to go for it, go for it. Yeah. Water Barb. Let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about Water Barb. I think uh, Faint uh, doesn't enjoy when people talk about Water Barb. He's scared it's gonna get hurt. <laughs> water Barb has to be the most broken unit currently. That's Why? not an LD. It's right. extremely de it's extremely demanding on runes. However, um, any unit um, that has an ability to buff its own attack bar is automatically going to be a pretty strong unit just with that alone. Uh, but the fact is he gets to steal your attack bar, um, also steal your buffs. It's not just removing, it's actually stealing. And the cooldown is pretty short. So that's part of the reason why it's broken, yeah. It just rotates too fast. So return cooldown skill three, you gain 35 speed when it's on cooldown and you can have the potential for hundred percent attack bar skill two is two turn cooldown, 50% attack bar. Basically, basically one and a half every single skill. 
Yeah, basically a one and a half turn to cooldown on skill two. And uh, I guess yeah. I guess he kind of does everything. Uh, in this current meta, I mean, it's still kind of single target focus. You know what I mean? Single target still dominating. So he just adds to that list of single target damage healers in RTA. But on on top of single target damage too, he has branding, and he also um, if it's built fast enough, it can go like four turns in a row on violent, pretty much. So I mean, any unit being able to go four times brings back the you know the Diana nightmare. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> But I so, think one of the weaknesses of moving so often is that it will go out immunity quick if you're not careful and you use him with immunity unit and suddenly you are naked again. There's a, a unit that hits really hard that's a 4 star single target that doesn't cleanse herself of immunity. It's uh, Icarus. Yeah, she's real good. Oh yikes. Mm, so you think Icarus is uh, really really strong in this RTA season still? I mean, I uh, think a lot of people I, I use... Think, uh, Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. I think uh, uh, this season, from what I'm seeing, uh, it's very offensive. Like, if you bring, like, too much uh, defensive units, uh, you're not going to win. And uh, the offense circles around, like, a lot of CCs or, uh, uh, like, just single target nukes, right? So, like, um, there's a lot of teams with, like, just, like, burst damage, like Sierra Molong or, like, Molong Bulwark or, like, Molong Icarus. And those teams are so good. Yep. Do you think Icarus is more like coming back to meta or do you think she's always just like been consistent? I think she's just, she's always been so good. It's just like not a lot of people use her, you know? Yeah, like the yeah. only person I've seen using it a lot was um, uh, Hua. Mm. Right, because he, he, uh, he was using it a lot, Darian. right? To snipe when he yeah. did his uh, crazy super fast um, Icarus with super fast Molong's instant snipe first turn kind of combo with the threat of Ragdoll in there as well, right? So, yeah, but then uh, this season there's not only Icarus, there's Bulwark too. So it's like they have to uh, make a choice between banning your Icarus, Molong, or Bulwark, you know? Okay, so going back to the question of what four Saiyans are best in RTA, um, would you say then Triana this is getting stronger and it's still definitely in meta because that, that Triana is a 100% counter to a lot of those sniping type of comps. So Trion is like a must build nowadays if you want to do RTA. Before Aegir, before Icarus, before like Chilling, Gemini, any of those four star, Triana is number one in the four star. She's the best. I think Triana, for me, it's Aegir first, Triana second. Ooh. But I agree, Triana is like always top three. Yeah, Triana is definitely up there. I mean, it counters so many of those. Uh bursty comps that we were just talking about because any of those units that do percent damage you know it kind of forces you to force the percent damage onto triana so you know that alone you're you're leaving all the other threats up there so if nothing else it's giving you an extra turn by having triana there so i like Aegir as well and i like triana as well the only reason why i put triana above Aegir is that her body is so sexy man her base <laughs> speed is like amazing her base defense is decent right i think it's like uh almost 700 and then her base hp is decent that means like with agar like agar uh if you have better ruins agar could be better but uh it's easier to ruin up a triana yeah a lot of people fail to put that in, into perspective when thompson talks about the body and how they look and stuff he's basically talking about their base stats and usually when you're, when you're away from like natural <laughs> fives you know base stats are usually a little rough and you know for example, a very good four star would be like Fire Lich, right? Very situational, but in those situations, he's really good. 
but his base stats are horrendous. So you have to have a lot of rune investment into a Fire Lich to make him usable. However, if you do invest those runes, he's very usable. Just like Aegir. Aegir is really good, but with bad runes, he doesn't have great base stats. So if you are able to rune Aegir really well, he is an extremely, extremely strong unit. And maybe the best four star, along with Triana, of course. So Triana is, seems to be like kind of like a, a unit everybody uh, can agree is a very strong unit. It seems kind of balanced to a sense, right? Sense, right? It doesn't need to be uh, any balance adjustments. But how about Agar? Like you guys are saying Agar is kind of strong, right? It can be very powerful. It's really strong in this meta. Does it need to be a change or is there enough responses for Agar? What do you think, Sean? One of the things that Four keep mentioning was that Agar can steal an unexisted attack bar, right? Which means you don't even need to have attack bar for him to gain attack bar, which is quite quite stupid when your skill is supposed to steal attack bar there's nothing to steal so maybe that's something there that you may want to consider because he can just keep getting turned without even needing to steal your attack bar the thing to remember though it's only 75 percent chance yeah, it's not so 75 percent chance to strip mm -hmm. but the attack bar reduction is 100 i believe is 100 yeah. percent. so is do we need to change if that it steals attack bar and if there's no attack bar it uh it cannot gain anything or do we need anything. to change the yeah. rate of stealing then just like the stripping to 75. I mean, at the I same time, do anything. Well, at the same time, it's resistible too, right? So, right. you know, it mm. depends how you build your monsters when you're going against it as well. So, there's always the resist check and accuracy check. I think touching things like harmful effect rates is probably the most finicky way to like balance a unit. Mm. It ends up often mm. leaving units in these awkward positions where you have something like, let's say, Fire Druid or yeah, Fire Druid, <laughs> where you have an amazing. You have an amazing kit, but all his harmful effect rates are like 20 to 30%. So they don't really do anything, mm. right? So if you if you lower the harmful effect rates of a lot of units, you end up finding that they're not that strong. Like Iris, for example, right? You bring her strip from 100 to 60. And now it's pretty inconsistent, hard to use offensively. So what's the best way then? What, what, what should be the best way to kind of like nerf or kind of change? A character because these these kinds of suggestions that we talk about here keep in mind i mean i'm assuming comp to us like goals through this or send somebody to like watch these vods or this thing that i post up right so these suggestions we say can be pretty impactful in them hearing and potentially making changes on how they do things in my opinion agar the way to nerf him would have to be like the same way they did yun hong is just uh, increase the cooldown maybe you know um mm. leave his kid strong but don't let him go four turns in a row you know what i mean because it's a lot less impactful like, the most impactful part is not really what he does. If you think about it, if he was just a DPS, but he goes four turns in a row, that's just a DPS. That's still strong, no matter how you look at it, you know? So, I think maybe a cooldown increase on the third skill might do it. Okay. Alright, so we talked a little bit about Triana, talked a little bit about Agar there. Um, any other units uh, that you guys want to discuss here that are four stars in particular? Maybe things that we don't see as often, right? Because we see Triana, we've been seeing Agar, you know, of course we see Godel, units like that. But anything new, like uh, people are saying Tetra or any other four stars that, you know, are kind of shining here. I saw uh, BD using a lot of uh, Fire Mermaid. So, I mean, let's have some discussions on those particular units there. I, I've, tried using, I've tried using Tetra. I noticed that Tetra is not that good. In most cases, I'd rather just bring a pure cleanser. Like, even like, uh, I'd rather just bring Amelia in most cases, or someone that could just cleanse everything, or Velajul. Uh, Tetra is really good against, like, uh, Sekhmet. Tetra is really good against Nefties. She just cleanses everything. Like, it's like, yeah, uh, really good against Josephine. But other than that, they, she doesn't really get the job done. Uh, I would rather have immunity over Tetra. But there is a there is a, a nat four in this unit uh, in this meta that's uh, pretty good. 
And like right now, you kind of need like uh to to let burst damage work and to let CC work because everyone could agree that this meta is really uh burst damage and CC, right? Mm -hmm. And for all of that to occur, you need uh, a speed lead. Yeah, okay. and like uh, Tableau, Tableau is really good because he has that speed lead, and you just have to match him with uh, a cleanser, and it was it's as if like he never got nerfed. Interesting. So, so my opinion with the Tetra thing is that she's very good in specific situations. She's probably best in slot for like two situations: one, Gianna with no with no Sierra or no way to like stop the. Um, the cooldown or the length of the bomb increase and Jean. She's really good against Jean, but you have to be careful because the cleanse is not really a true cleanse. It's just a buff. It it, it lowers the, the length of a debuff or increases it if it's a bomb. It doesn't like cleanse inability effects. So you can't treat it like a Rakuni. Right, which brings back the argument of Thompson where you're better off just bringing like a Rakuni or, you know, some kind of cleanser because now you're relying on a one turn removal versus a guaranteed cleanse. I guess that's an interesting topic there, I guess, because uh, you guys are talking about some of the units, but I think people will probably be comparing Tetra and trying to think if it's going to be viable for them because they don't have a wide range of units, like you're saying, Amelia and stuff to use, right? Maybe we can do a comparison between like uh, Raccoonie and Tetra then, you know, kind right, of the exactly. benefits and uses That's of why I, I kind of disagreed with what Thompson said, only because he used, you know, two five stars as an example and not everybody <laughs> has that, you know, to the disposal, you know. Um, but yeah, like I said, there is other, you know, <clears throat> three and four star options for cleansing you know so it's like i said thompson's right you know it's a and you know once in love is right too i mean it's it's a very quirky unit it works really well against gian and stuff like that however you know it's just safer to go straight up with the cleanse if you have it like Rakuni is honestly better than tetra i think picking her as a last pick is not a bad idea since uh you probably have one immunity before like a front or Rakuni, assuming you have more budget you know and Throwing her last in a John the Reliant comm is gonna be so good because it's so annoying to use John knowing that there's a Tetra going over there and your provoke's gonna go immediately like when she when she take a turn. So once in love named two people, uh two monsters that Tetra is good at uh good against. Okay. One is uh Josephine, two is Gianna. Well oh, first of all, huh? John and Gianna, right? One, once Gianna strips you, she did her job, man. Like, once she strips you, like, it doesn't matter if you cleanse the bomb or do whatever. She kind of did her job already. And Tetra couldn't, can't really do much about the stun. Yeah, she could make the bomb plus one. And two, uh, against Josephine, most of the time I would pick, I would rather pick yeah, Vertihill over Tetra. Against Gene, Gene, Gene. Gene, Gene, Gene. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so what you're saying is, uh, because from what I heard last week, you said Gianna wasn't that good. Now you're saying that Gianna is, uh, it sounds a little oh, bit better now. I mean, she's oh. a... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I've been up, up Gianna a little bit here, huh? She's just that no, good. I, I'm saying, like, I'm uh, the two monsters that you bring Tetra in against, like, even uh, the free-to-play Fire Vampire is better than Tetra in, like, 90% of the cases. Depends if you need the heal or not, if you're going for sustain late game or if you're going for fast rotate out. I agree, Vert is amazing. Vert is current flavor of the month. It's Let's talk about Vert. I yeah, I've, I've been that. seeing a lot of but people use Vert. There are a so... lot of comps where Tetra works extremely. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, for example, uh, Hell's Archer has been playing on this account that has Gianna Oberon. So he's been running the Gianna Oberon Gany 
uh, Gany, Hathor, and if I ban his Oberon, I win every single time if he leaves Tetra. Okay, fair enough. Because you don't really have any damage output against even that tiny little bit of healing. But the thing is, like, you cleanse anybody, and you have a shield that doesn't get nerfed over time because the shield is based on the unit's level. Hmm, something that we, uh, that's not thought about. Yeah, that, that can actually bring a little bit more viability because it's uh, based on level. So you guys brushed up a little bit on uh, Tetra there, but uh, what about Bird? I heard, I've been hearing some things about Bird. So, I mean, Thompson already vouched for it last week. He's going to build, like, three Verds of different builds. So um, how viable is it? What is it good against? Because I'm, I'm sure players out there, everybody can make a Verd now. It's a fusion, right? So players want to know how they can use it and potentially, you know, dominate with Verd in RTA. I think he mentioned Verd against John, which is very popular nowadays because you get out of the provoked state very quickly with Verd. Uh, because Verd don't stun you or stop you from moving. So that's one way where people can use Verd in, against a very super popular unit like John in RTA where you can just get out of the state very, very quickly with Bird moving, of course. What kind of, uh, what kind of build though? Because, uh, you know, there's a couple of different builds people are, you know, speculating for Bird, right? I mean, like triple revenge, well, do some, you build bruiser, do the, full tank? Uh, yeah, some people do the triple revenge thing just to almost have it act like a ragdoll kind of thing. Um, I still think that probably if you have the sets for it, Violent is probably the, uh, the way to go. Because you know, double the double the attack bar every time if you get a violent proc. Um, if you don't have the runes, I guess you could use Swift as like a entire team boost. If you could build a really fast Swift one, it could almost be like a, an Orion kind of org deal where it just boosts your whole team to go first. Um, so there's a couple options on how to build Verd. I go Will double revenge. They thought I'm, I'm on violent Will when it hit me. They get revenge and they cut. A little bit of mind games there, I guess. <laughs> so I guess um. Is, is you guys build it all in tank, right? Like a speed crit rate HP is probably what consistently yeah, is probably going Yeah, it's really through. soft. Like 9k yeah. HP base and 500 defense base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those yeah, low base stat monsters, so you have to build it tanky. It's not like we want to or not. Like, it's not going to work the other way. His scalings aren't also that great. Uh, it's 400%, 300%, so he doesn't actually do that much damage. Even with defense break, it doesn't hit very hard? Uh, with defense break, it could hit hard. With attack buff, it could do okay. But for the most part, like most of us build high EHP units of like 200k plus. So most of us have at least 1.1k defense. So the Verd doesn't really hit for anything. Any of you guys Oops. use Verd and always forget to do the second move? Cause it's oh, hell it. yeah. Yeah, I do it. Like I forget <laughs> it like nine out of nine times. I'm just double so hit now, right? All habit, man. Uh huh. Yeah, double hit now. I've got to yeah. say, um, because we've been playing uh, E7 a little bit, I actually realized why Verd right now is so strong in the meta. It's because he gives himself attack bar as well. Mm. If he didn't give himself attack bar, I don't think he'd be OP. That's true. Like, I, That's don't, true. I don't think he'd be flavor of the month. But like the fact that he gains 40% and gives 40% to everyone is crazy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Is it, is it really correct though, Thompson, to use the second skill? Yeah, it hits I hard. mean, it, it does hits harder, but you know, if you give your team an extra bar, it's... No, no, oh, no, no, they, double hit now, double hit now, after the last oh, match. Oh, really? Change. See, look, yeah. you, you, even, even Wycos <laughs> forgot. You see, that's a lot of people forgot. It's a clear, clear example, right? It's, we yeah, all forget. Even the animation don't show us. It's so confusing. I didn't forget. I don't use it, so I have no idea. Oh, he doesn't even use it. Yeah, so they changed it to a double hit now on skill two. Oh, that's why Thompson was talking about that day when he was streaming. I got you. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and to note, I think I saw it on your stream, Brian, but uh, Julian now can stun twice, right? He has two yeah, so it's, it's two him. resistance checks, so it does give him more viability there. It also helps nice him against, buff. like, Godot comps, so, you know, 
people like oh, Jungle Dog I, I now get, hate I, that. I guess, Julia, <laughs> I guess he needs to get nerfed. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Fine. How are they going to nerf him? I mean, he's, 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 he's fine. He's balanced, balanced character. More balanced character. I mean, you don't, you don't see all the top players running him, man. Yeah, they have him. They don't run him. He's good, but it's not that crazy, man. He needs, like, four more buffs, right, Brian? Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, needs speed he needs, leader for arena. Yeah, he needs speed leader. Yeah. I'm talking like skill one AOE, like you know, some kind of debuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, that's uh. So any any anything else before we wrap up this topic here? Any other units or any last uh, comments on this coming season with you know four star units coming out? Well, you I brought up you brought up Lady too, right? Yeah, the fire mermaid. I didn't. I've been seeing. Uh, I don't know if BT's testing it or he's just been using it a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I know BP it's early used on. It all, used all 30 wings pretty much of uh, Platy yeah. and Water Monkey he was using a lot. Right. Um, but Platy, uh, I guess it's okay. It has uh, the third skill is a cooldown reset. First skill is the same, you know, Mermaid Strip's first skill. and uh, Hers is 100% Strip, though, by the way. No, not like any other Mermaid. Hers is 100% before Resistance Check. That's her Awakening right. now, which is really and then powerful. The, the second skill is a little attack bar boost, single target, of course, but you know it's also a res if you get a good time to get it off. Like uh, I think it was working for him because he would like get the two turn Hathor sleep and then, you know, res in between there, so he has a chance to mm. get the dead unit to turn in there. Um, you know, of course, one even one turn if a dead unit you bring him back, he gets that one critical turn. It's a big deal. So I don't think it's a bad unit. Um, I don't know how good it is. If you ask my honest opinion, but uh, we had a guildy that used it a lot, and he was a G three player too. So, yeah, for Deku, you know, he used it pretty much every game, and you know, he was a G three with it. So, what's I mean, the I guess exact wording on the third skill? What's the exact wording? What what does it do entirely? So it skill resets you and stuns you, but if you're below fifty percent HP, it stuns you for two turns now. Mm. Uh, that's no, I say the fish is below fifty, right? And then yeah, it will stun yeah. enemy she's, for two turns. She's below fifty percent. Mm, Which is like after a Mo Long nuke and she's low and then the she can stun you two turns. <laughs> I see, I see. Now you get below we, fifty pretty quick with Mo Long around. I think we've pretty much covered the main ones. Agar, uh Triana, mm -hmm. Icarus. We talked a little bit about Tableau. There's just a few more Nat fours that are pretty good. Uh there's Oliva. Olivia. The, Olivia, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Wind Yellowstone agent. You think yeah, that's gen general good. use that's good? Because all I've seen that is I've seen players do like copper bulldozer comps, right? And you know, it's yeah. why they use Olivia. Those are but just any really other rune intensive, but they're really hard to fight if you have good runes. Exactly. She's uh mad decent. And there's also another uh kind of like uh kind of like those kind of like Olivia. Uh you could bully like um lower level people with like Gemini as well. You could just like outspeed them and just win the game. Gemini is pretty mad decent too. I mean, honestly, yeah. if you if you put it all in a nutshell, like all the monsters you talk about that are strong and overpowered, they all kind of have the same ability where it's somewhat like either boosting attack bar or giving attack speed or <clears throat> attack speed debuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. so basically RTA, the whole meta is pretty much about speed and turns, you know? So anybody gives turns like Olivia, if you give herself, if she boosts herself, her cooldowns are so short that everything's just constantly up. It feels like when you're fighting it. To segue off uh, Patrick, yeah, like uh, there's another that four that's really good it's Amduat. you know he like gets this guy names all ld units man like people are like watching this they're like oh yeah let me i mean uh, not let me just pull Amduat, it out. Yeah. Like, you're right you're right though you're right. 
He's yeah, actually very good. Yeah, I would say I'm just. I've seen Gemini actually a lot of people to play. I said Olivia, man. Oh Everyone yeah, okay, true, true, true. Gemini is not free to play. It's long ago, man. Whoa, whoa! You snapped at me right now, Brian. What was that for? <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm trying to get some flair, man. I want some heat in this right. the podcast, you feel, man. You feel like you're an attack, Thompson? <laughs> yeah, throw, 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 throw a little over there. I think is actually quite relevant for current meta because we've kind of regressed and gone back to a very double immunity focused comp. Um, and I know Josh mentioned this earlier, but I think Harmonia is definitely worth the mention right now. She really, really deals well with the low, low damage comps. If someone's not running a burst or a new comp into you, Harmonia will just destroy them. She brings her own speed scaling damage and she deals with chip damage unbelievably well. Hmm. But yeah, going My issue with Harmonia is that when I bring Harmonia in, I'm, uh, if you mistime the burst damage, you just die. You know what I mean? Because like the best is like they bring burst damage, but they could barely kill you. And then you like do the third move, uh, do her third skill, right? Unwanted harmony. But like sometimes you misjudge their burst damage and then you die. You're like, oh shit! Now it, you lost the game for sure. Yeah, I think what Once in Love is saying is like, if they don't, if they don't bring burst damage, then it's like she could sustain forever, you know, with the two heals like that. Um, if they bring burst damage, you're 100 right, Thompson. Like you, you get greedy and you want to, you know, delay one more turn and then you get popped, you know. So you're right in that aspect, but I think uh, Tyler's point was to uh, to the point of, you know, if there's no burst damage, it's true. Like, it's very hard to get through her healing when there's no big damage. I want to bring up one more Nat 4, but I'm afraid I'm a, uh, Brian will snap at me. Yeah, it's an LD Nat 4. It's an LD Nat 4, isn't it? It's Iris. Like, we got to yeah, just, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. You can bring up anything you want. You know? I'm just kidding, bro. Go ahead. Right, I no, want to hear sorry. this. I'm curious. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead with Iris. Yeah, what do you think about Iris? Uh, you think she's still relevant or not? I think she's uh, still decent, but no yep. one wants to invest uh, the spare runes on her, you know? I think her relevancy increased with Molong's nerf again, but I don't think she's that great um, anymore. But she's definitely, people are definitely going to use her more now with Molong being a little uh, nerfed up. I think she can start off with a strip into silence, which is really great. That thing always lands because multi hit, right? Yeah, always lands. Watch me play RTA. Use Iris 30 matches in a row and landed twice ever. Yo, accuracy slot six, man. What are you doing? Yeah, accuracy leader, man. What are you doing? Hey, 30% accuracy lead as well, man. You shouldn't be missing those. Yeah, I just run Gany lead and then I have 85 and I still don't hit anything. Um, So Iris is great for current meta because of the like all uh, the low damage and the buff focus but her base hp and defense make it a little bit hard to use her effectively because it's, i think it now in current meta it's too easy to burst her down right if you build a revenge you get defense break from a vanessa and a part of one shots you so you're just in this position where iris on paper is really good but in practice she just doesn't work with what's out there I yeah, totally like, agree, and I know this isn't uh, subject matters, but uh, I just want to throw this out there. I've been holding this in for a week. I was wrong. <laughs> Last week oh, yeah. I was wrong, dude. Oh, yeah? Mo Long, Giada is Mo Long is so good. Mo Long is still Mo Long. He's good. so good. Yeah, I just want to say this out there. I just want to throw it out there. I've been trying Mo Long. Mo Long's still good. That's yeah, it. Yeah, he still does the same skill thing. Too. He's the exact purpose of nuking. That's why I tell you he's good. But the question I think we were discussing as well last week was, is he still first pick material? And I, I don't think he is for still first pick material, but he's still very strong in RTA. And you'll still see a lot of people be picking him. From what I noticed with Mo Long though, is uh, now if they don't have any buffs up, like it stuns more, you get a bigger chance to four man stun than you used to, it seems like so. Uh, as far as the stripping thing goes, it's 
I think it's terrible, but you know, um, I just leave with when him. there's when there's no buffs. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's a pretty good stunning ability, and yeah, I mean, I I have you know, of course, I have Yun Hong, so the Mo Long Mo Long third skill with Yun Hong is still a pretty big deal, you know. Right. He still does exactly what Mo Long does. I think he's in a position right. where he maybe should have started. I guess you can say, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like Tian Tian Lang got raped, but yeah, Mo yeah, Long is still oh, yeah. F and chat. <laughs> but all right, uh, going back to the topic here uh, with the four-star units, uh, pretty good discussions, brought up some pretty interesting units out there, maybe some that you guys could potentially build and use as well in this coming RTA season. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the second topic that we have here. Topic number two, uh, the question is uh, in regards to what is your opinion on Comptos releasing more units? Uh, what would you like to see? Uh, they recently re released Druids. Uh, how do you think we can improve them? Because from what I see personally, uh, only the win one looks okay, like a uh, a, a uh, reviver, but the other ones are quite lackluster. Just how the unicorns were released back. So, what do you guys feel about that? How they release, I mean, what they should release, and how they could change druids. I think so, the intention with druids great. Like the fire one seems like a more a better Rika if you can make them to be, or the water one can be a better aerial. But it's just that they make them good, but it's not there yet. It's still inconsistent, and they really don't do much at all uh, the water one is terrible um, yeah it might, it might be the worst nat five you know out of all of them um the fire one its kit looks great but the activation rates just too low yeah it, if the activation yeah. rates were higher and it's reliable it's actually reliable you know it, it throws on three debuffs you know it's yeah. it's pretty strong if they were reliable to drop onto them but so easy actually, fix for him then. Easy fix for the fire one. Just activation. If, That's yeah, it. If no they, need to change yeah. anything about it. If they increase the percentage in the activation rate, I think it'll be very usable. Okay. And the win one, I mean, people use it, but all the win one really does is just delay the inevitable. Like, you don't die as fast. You know what I mean? You're still dead. You just <laughs> don't die as fast. Because it makes no impact. Like, it's like because it's there, you're going to lose the Guild War match or the Siege match. I like the defense buff, though. Match. I like the defense buff, though. That he provides. So yeah. defense scaling damage too. Mm. So yeah, but it, I feel like it just delays the inevitable. It's not impactful mm. enough to uh, take take up one of the three spots inside of a guild war team. You know. Okay. okay. Only his so, second skill uh, scales with defense, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Third skill doesn't. Yeah, I've seen some people kind of build him and build him like a bruiser. Either. That's why. Yeah. So the reason I I asked Brian for this question is mainly because I want to know: Do you guys think that every Nat Five family should have at least one good regular element unit? Because in the Druid family, the Dark One is really good. That's the only one, one man. Yeah. Pat, do you guys think? Do you guys think that all families should have at least one good regular element in their family? Of course, it's more accessible. I, I think I think they all should be usable. Every element, you know what I mean? There's no reason why some because you know. It's different for a lot of people like for me you know getting a nat 5 you know it's hard to get a non-dupe now but i have so many because you know i've spent a lot but for some people that don't spend it's very hard to get a nat 5 and imagine your first nat 5 is ariel and then your second one is abuelo it's like what are you doing like you shouldn't kill yourself you know what i mean like you're gonna commit uh -huh. suicide you know so, so it gives you hundred dollars so I, I understand we're using the term usable here but wait okay. like for <laughs> us anything's usable right we can use anything we have the runes to use anything but it, what it comes down to is it good? It, is it good? Because if it's if it's usable but it's not good, ninety nine percent of the time you're not going to use it. Well, right? When I use the word usable, usable, I mean like you know, but good. You know, like, it, is it one of the top three in its position for like its job? For, I, because I, if I, if I so think a reviver, I go Eladril. So this is bad. how I feel about this whole thing. Like I don't feel like every not five class should have one alpha 
but um like if comp twist is going to come out with more units they definitely have to balance all the older units because like unlike other games comp to us when they release a new unit like they don't give you they don't buff the rate of the new unit being pulled it's like you're, you're summoning like six thousand mystical scrolls for that one new unit and like you're pulling like all the older units as well right so it's uh like unless they buff the rates of new the newer units being pulled like they need to like balance the older units because you're pulling like like 50 of the older units before you get one of the new units so segueing off that then kind of like because we uh, i don't know if we played e e7 but a lot of people have been playing e7 and wait what have, game is that <laughs> they have an increased rate when uh, the new units earth come out seven right are you guys talking about earth seven earth seven yeah no earth it's more like fire. entertaining seven <laughs> but anyways uh they have increased rate for certain five stars is that something that you think would be feasible and viable for them to do i i don't think they'll do it but i want Not your opinions on that I, I want them to just like I don't think they'll do that though. Try to uh, if like the new monsters they uh, make are really overpower, they need to try to balance the older monsters' power level as well as making new monsters. If they don't buff the rates of uh, Nat fives, like the new Nat fives being pulled, I I just don't think they should release overpowered units. It just promotes yeah. even more <laughs> power creeping, right? So See, it was kind of interesting when they released druids because they're pretty terrible for the most part so it was like hey they released something that's just like not that op and it's not the best in slot and then they released okay well i posted <laughs> the discord of in in discord all the units that were released in 2016 with their respective months when you look at all of those there was always one in the family that was nuts right and then there's there's the druids which just don't make sense Right, and I guess the paladins as well, because they took a couple months to get a buff before they were used. Same with unicorns back in the day, like before all the changes for like Helena and stuff. People didn't use it at all. Helena had the had the big change. Pretty okay. Well, I mean, they didn't have the attack gauge. The attack gauge, which was a huge thing for why Helena was good. So, from my opinion on this, you know, Comptos comes out with new units. I don't ever want to deter them for coming out with new units because I like the units that they're making, even though they're bad. They're making new units with totally different mechanics. You know what I mean? To throw it out there and. My honest opinion, the people that are making the units, the people doing the balance patches, they got some of the hardest jobs, man. Because there will always be something wrong. And they'll never be able to fully tell if something buffed or changed is going to have a huge, small, or medium impact once it hits the live servers. As well as, I'm taking into consideration, I don't, I'm not sure if these developers are all G3 mindset in thinking of doing these, right? So I got to give them some props for, for creating new units and doing these balance patches. But I would like to see them make adjustments a little bit quicker. You know what I mean? Instead of just three balance patches a year or like four, I'm thinking like at least four or five, you know, or every other month, some kind of balance patch right. to get things well, tweaked uh, and changed. Alongside what you're saying, like, you know, the problem is, is not so much if monsters are good or bad. The problem is like the accessibility to the monsters, you know, like mm -hmm. if a monster, they're always going to get complaints no matter how you look at it, right? Mm -hmm. If a monster is bad, you summon it. Oh, I got a shitty monster. You know, if a monster is good, it's like, oh, Thompson pulled another one. Where's mine? You know what I'm saying? So it's there's always going to be that issue. Like if you have, you're happy when you have it, you're mad when you don't. You know, um, like I'll just use Jin Hong as an example. Yeah, it's a very good unit. You know, it's a very powerful unit. But it's like, you know, everybody that has it, we understand what the limitations are because there are limitations. It is overpowered, but there are limitations. But She's for everybody that doesn't have it, there's there is no limitations. You know, like people that don't have it, there's no limitations. It's completely unstoppable. There's nothing you could do. It's way too overpowered. We can't. You have to ban it. You know, it's not the case. Like I, like I said, you know, I fight Yun Hong. I even before the, the the nerf, 
I have never banned Yun Hong. Like not a single time because I I use it. I see what people kill me with. I could use that back, you know, to my advantage versus Yun Hong. But in general, like I said, they're always gonna get griped no matter what. If the unit's good, bad. It's just the biggest problem I think is still the accessibility to the units, you know? Um there's like I said, if you're free to play, there's a good chance that after three years you might not even have a single Nat five right now. I still see people like in your chat and other chats that complain like, oh, I don't have a Nat five. I haven't got an LD Lightning, I haven't played in four years, you know? Like, not even a Nat 4 LD, not even a Holy Hero LD from the scrolls, you know what I mean? So, accessibility is a big problem in this game, and that's what the major complaints come from. It's not so much about overpowered monsters, underpowered monsters. It's more about, can I get it, can I have it, and what happens when I don't have it? It's, you know, it's a problem, you know? I see. So, maybe more uh, fix to that might be maybe more 3 and 4 star units that are changed that can help aid uh, like aid with the the dealing with certain nat fives and units that you don't have well if you bring that topic up you're not only talking about threes and fours that need to be added if you just buff the base stats of all threes and fours then you have another can't, they can't really do monsters. that easily right there's there's a there's just certain scaling threes supposed to are be supposed to be have a, a threes type of stats fours have a fours type of stats fives has a five type of stats but i'd like to see them make some niche fours and threes to help everybody be able to deal with almost anything Right, they can so you want the balancing like E7. Right, that's what you right. want. But kind the of, problem with the, right, even the problem with that is though, like we talked about in the beginning of this conversation, is that if you do that, uh, the big thing is like base stats do make a big deal. Like if you make somebody with the same exact kit as Yun Hong, you know, but a six thousand base HP and two hundred base defense, mm -hmm. it's not going to be usable. I don't care what the monster does, it's going to get one shot by anything. So I think the base stats is still where it matters most. Not 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 so much like skill sets and. You know the kits and but then when you think about the major population it's like fighter three then they're gonna fight fighter three molongs or whatever perna and it's not gonna one shot a lower net three or net four anyway so i think giving <laughs> out you know net three and net four that are usable still makes sense because they're gonna fight people in their own rank and they're not gonna get one shot with that you know weak ass perna for example I guess to a certain extent it does it's relative to your rank and to your level so if like there's units that are good that are threes and fours that deal with better fives um having low base stats shouldn't be as big of an issue for top players if they have the rune quality for it which they do right to gear up their units to deal with certain like let's say like Gianna or whatever whatever units are you know hard not to pick on any certain ldnf5 but Gianna, right like units that can deal with that that are three and four stars you'll be able to rune it up and bring it in for those situations right so which uh now that do you guys think the druid are the worst class in the game who who, who do you think is the best class in the game who do you think is the worst oracles. class in the game? families yeah oracles are very good oracles by far i think there's a class better than oracles but yeah Who's that? what is that what do you think what do you think it is ponies like by far but i'm not talking about light and dark though so yeah oh me oh, uh, the ponies oh, then right ponies are very like we're not talking about light and dark Probably ponies. So ponies, yeah. ponies and oracles are up there. I mean, well, ponies more so. But what are the weakest then? What is the weakest family then? We're saying druids. druids, is it? It, it is, huh? I mean, beast monks are pretty bad. I hope like they bad. give yeah. them some kind of decent um, uh, leader skill. You know, the dungeon is like so useless. If they have like a guild war leader skill, it would be so good. Yeah, one of the so things uh, a lot of people stuff. say is, oh, this unit's not viable. Please. This unit's not vi is not viable. This family's not viable. But I feel like. In any game, they're, they're, they try to balance out all the units that you, they create, right? Not every single five-star family they're going to create is going to be 
just for RTA, right? It's should, I, it's a mix of PVE, Guild Wars. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I feel like uh, the Beast Monks would be really good if they all have like Guild War uh, leads, right? Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, instead of dungeon oh. leads. Yeah, that's actually true because yeah. they're not really used in dungeons. That that's actually a pretty uh, good suggestion there to give some leads to them. That actually brings a lot of viability into uh, those Beast Monks. Yeah, and uh, the Druids could get some leader skills as well. What are they currently at? Nothing. 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 Oh. Yeah. They have the extra skill set. So they can make it into their skill set. Oh yeah, but but ponies don't have skill a leader skill either. Yeah. So that, I think they're trying to keep that trend of anything that transforms doesn't have leader skills yet right now. Yeah, because it's feel another slot for passive for transform or something like that. Um, oh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think if we're talking regular element, I think the dragon knights are kind of weak. Uh, they're gonna and buff it, the dragon knight. say because so. Leo Leo has such a unique good passive, but I think the Chow and Leica are extremely weak right now. I think I also feel simple. like Leo is pretty decent. Yeah, he he's decent because he's a really good pick for his passive, and I think that's it. Yeah, yeah like is a little weak, you know. I mean, Chow Chow's always been like just Chow, you know. It's like Leica's it might weak, be it might weak. be usable, but it's not, you know. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, exactly so so um, do you guys know ever since uh island grown's last stream people has been bringing Lyco to me and like it's people like when they match up against me in rta they purposely bring Lyco to play you just said he's like the worst unit or something so everyone just yeah wants to i know i just beat you with wrong. this yeah <laughs> But they're just proving me right, man. <laughs> let's just deal oh, with it. I'm, okay, let's make this clear. It's not that I think Laika sucks. Is that I didn't like how they buffed Laika before a tournament, and then they nerfed Laika after the tournament, making him unusable. Understood, That's understood. how I feel about Laika. Because yeah, of the go. time and the, the resources people invested into it, you don't think that was Yeah, fair of course, if he has like, you know, if he's like 250 speed, 30,000 HP, uh 2000 uh attack yeah he's good but you know like I mean, let's yeah. be honest Leica is really good at two things he's an amazing guild wars offense monster and oh. he's probably the best good. and safest giants unit in on vampire i feel like lucian is the best giant no unit. I, I said no safest, safest, right? no, I mean, safest though safest, yeah safest, safest is, is like a yeah Leica uh, basically never that. dies in giants yeah, I mean, like, uh, in Siege, there's a lot of, like, uh, a series of Molong, you know, Perna, Ritesh defenses, and you just bring in, like, Laika, and he takes care of business. Yeah. So, hey, so, talking about that, how you were you were a little bit upset that they, they changed Laika before the tournament, that, that kind of had me have an idea there. Do you think they should somehow release another resource? It, it can be a super rare resource that will allow you to use it on a unit and obtain the Devilmon's back. Because like, let's say you wanted to build a unit and you wanted to try it and it didn't turn out the way you want it. And it can be a rare resource that you pop it and you get your double bonds back. I think that'd be something of interest. I don't think they could do that. Back, we should be given one for free. I, I don't think they could do that unless it's like for a specific class. Cause like people could just cheat. What do you mean? Say, say how, how do you say? Like I'll just make a fire panda fuse a bunch of fire pandas and then put the refund onto fire pandas get the devil mons well, and then get the, the fire panda fire pandas back huh you get whatever you use yeah you get whatever you use that that's probably what would be the best that, that, <laughs> well that yeah i know i I'll, I'll fuse like you know 12 fire pandas put it together and then get the you know you use the thing and know, it's going to give you 12 you fire refund, pandas back you get your 12 fire pandas back you don't get devil mons you get whatever you used 
So like, like if a person oh, fed a, a, a nat could five, you, track of that? you know, that's kind of, oh yeah. So if it's not I in the system data, refund, but yeah, if it's not, okay, that's, uh, that's my, actually too complicated. Give me my Rakan and Laika Devilmon's back. I'll be happy. <laughs> no, that, that, that gets a little confusing. Cause if it's not in their data pool, right? Like let's say you fed a child exactly. to a Laika, you, how, how can you cheat and get a Devilmon back instead of your child back? Or if you wanted your child back, right? That might be a little oh, too yeah. complicated. So never mind. The deal is good, but if realistically, that recall thing were to happen, I think it has to keep the unit at six star. So you can't get your like evolution fodders back. You can't get your, um, yeah, that's kind of complicated. Your, you know, fusion essence back. I think the only thing you get back is whatever you fed for skill ups, whether that's units or Devilmon. If they were to do that, it would have to be once per balance pass and it would have to be free. I, I would, I disagree. I feel like they only need to make that for three units, Tian Liang and Laika. And, and then what's Liang's another unit? Probably Rakan. I don't know. Rokan's decent, but yeah. Yeah, but you yeah, see, yeah. any, any conversation is going to be biased. You know what I'm saying? Because if you didn't put your Devilmons in Lyca, or if you didn't have a Lyca back then, this wouldn't even be a topic, you know? Everyone everyone on the stream well, and everyone I, that's been in a <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I, I'm, I'm guilty too, I'm saying. But if we weren't no, guilty, this wouldn't be a topic is my point, you know? I think I everyone wants to build new stuff at some point anyway. So getting Devilmon back will let so, you do new stuff. Let's agree that Devilmon needs to be a little bit more accessible. How about double yes, one pieces, absolutely. man? Like, let's let's get double one pieces or something where you can well, actively play. If you remember, if you remember, Brian, my comment in Korea about double one pieces was you should be able to trade in dupe net fives for double one pieces. Something like that, but just create the resource of double one pieces. How they give it to us, how they do it, can be totally different. Ancient coins, just ancient events. Coins the most balanced. Yeah, it, that I think that'd be something reasonable because it seems a rare resource that a lot of people want. Even endgame players are wanting it, right? Everybody wants double one still. Yeah, make it so we can craft and farm the fire beast, water beast thingy, like reappraisal, you know? So Ask what I'm trying to say Devilmon dungeons? Same yeah, thing as what Once in Love said, is like, if you're going to nerf a unit, probably give us that, like, Devilmon refund coupon back, you know? That's or like, even, like, half something, just some something. Honestly, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter that much for the guys that are, like, pay to play anyway, so I just think making Devilmons more accessible to even buy is a big deal already. I don't care if they don't refund my Leica Devilmons, you know? like yeah, Our conversation well, doesn't really go for us, right? We're, we're the outlaw. Right. We spend a no, lot I'm of money. So right, I'm saying, but... Right, but that, that, that that's that point. But then it also allows the new players to catch up if they want to spend right now, right? Because right now, if you want to be... You, you can catch up to me in money, but you're not going to catch up to me in double mods, right? I love so how he's problem. discussing this while there's whales floating behind him in the back. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, this conversation comes up all the time. Can right. you whale enough to catch up to a G3? Currently in the game, you could whale, you could whale a year hard, really hard. You could spend like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you could probably catch up because you just summon Nat Fives as Devil Months. If you I spend, if yeah. I spend five all times, the packs, all the reaps, all the you don't even need to do R five anymore. You just buy a Memorial Gems. Yeah, but you, you need to you're use just them on your God runes. Right, but you're talking about exactly what I do right now, anyway. But anyway, more importantly, if I did five times what I've done in the past, including what I do now, I still wouldn't catch up to me now. There's no way. It's impossible. There's just not. Like you say, Devil Months. Think about it. All the double mom packs I've accumulated in all these years, right? You'd have to summon like 27 of every elemental nat 5 to double mom two well, of them. If somebody wanted well, to be top, there's also and, HOH too, right? If somebody yeah, wanted to be top though, right? I mean, they would probably allocate those double mons accordingly to those specific units. You, you've accumulated a lot of double mons and you purchase a lot, but you've put double mons into units that are not totally feasible to RTA, right? So if somebody's RTA oriented, they're not going to put it into like a retest, right? They're not gonna max the Reaches, the Chandra, the Kumar, which you probably have all maxed, correct? 
So Devil Mods, you don't need that many Devil Mods technically for the pool of usual RTA units that you might be using. So there is that. Okay. Um, can, I, can I mention something? Go ahead. Because I see your chat going on about it. Go ahead. Um, people, people always complain that death of this game will come from there's no such thing as a catch-up mechanic the game's not designed to get you to the top one percent you know you're not going to be g3 you're not going to be g2 you might be g2 you can very obtainably get g1 if you start now you you can it'll take quite a while it'll take a lot of dedication and a good amount of luck but it's doable right but you have to understand that there's literally no way you will ever catch up to the top one percent because that one percent is such a strong outlier and is that a big deal is is i guess Maybe something I don't think it time. is because I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, either. that's a big deal. It's a personal thing, right? Right, like, right. I can play and spend a tons of money and be forever down there because I just want to collect units and look at them. Yeah, or even just play and have friends and enjoy yourself, enjoy your community, right? Be part of a guild, be part of a be part of a stream community. There's so many different things you could do with the game that I don't think that if that number one, if that is the one thing in the game. That matters the most to you maybe the game's not for you but i think for the majority of people that's not the case i totally agree with that definitely that's that's actually a, a really good topic yeah agreed okay um well yeah so let's uh move on to the next topic that we have here uh topic number three topic number three uh new rta season has begun for a few days now uh do you feel any difference yet in the RTA so far from the wings that you've been doing. I know it's a little bit too early, but have you seen anything or felt any differences yet in the RTA? Yeah, and uh, are you interested in seeing and using any units in this coming RTA season? I'm really An event that make people do their placement. <laughs> like, I have not played a single game yet. <laughs> oh gosh. This is when you can dominate, man. This is when you can be on the top of the top oh, easily, no, no, no. bro. <laughs> this is when you're wrong. This is when you're wrong. What? This is no where, way, this dude. Is where, this is where small potatoes like me let all the other guys get super high, so I don't you, have to see them for a while. You're not small potato, uh, bro. You're not small all potato. All right, let's open this up. The first thing that I've noticed is I see a lot of Shina Bastet Tiana Cleaves with generally a Zyros Lucian last two picks, unless they have Sierra or an Oberon. I'm seeing a lot of Shina Bastet Tiana. Hmm. And even in Special League, I was seeing a ton of it. And I don't think that's because, you know, they got changed or anything. I think that's maybe because of the shift in meta. What do you guys think? My theory on more? my theory on Cleave is always uh, that's the best option for weaker players. Uh, if they happen to outspeed you, they could beat a better player. Uh, the second best option for weaker players is uh, quirky units like... Um, like Diana, like Diana could turn the game around. Like you could be far worse ruined than somebody. And if Diana has one of those seven turn sprees, you actually win the game. You know, so I feel like if you queue into a game and you know you're the weaker player and you or you're weaker rune wise, whatever it is, you have to either cleave or use one of those quirky units to give yourself a chance to win. Because you're not gonna out tank them, you're not gonna out bruise them, but you have a chance to you know outspeed and cleave them or a chance to out proc them, things like that. I agree. I think cleaving is very good. Uh, when people, you know, ask to do RTAs or ask about RTAs, I tell them a lot of times, um, depending on rank, I mean, if, uh, if you're not going to be like Guardian or anything like that, you should just cleave because it's one of the easiest and simplest ways to do RTA. It's going to be really fast for you. Either you win fast, you lose fast, and you're going to be ranked in accordance to, you know, your rune quality to, to a certain extent, right? Yeah, like I, think, I, have the, I have the slowest runes in the universe, so otherwise I would cleave too because I think that's the best solution early on because... Slow like runes respective to your rank, look, look, Mr. Like small you said, Potato. No, I have the slowest <laughs> runes in your chat right now, but anyway, more importantly, um, 
yeah, I think that cleaving is the best way to do it. You know, you win, it takes 30 seconds. If you lose, it takes 30 seconds. Because the way I do wings, if I do all 30 wings, four hours is gone, guaranteed. Oof. Win or lose, four hours is gone, you know? So, I like think I, said, uh, I would cleave if I had a chance. Unlike you guys, I don't think cleaving is the way to go, man. Mm. As people's ruined qualities are getting better and better, it's getting harder and harder to cleave. And there are just so many monsters that's so cancer to cleave teams, you know? It's like, like there's so many monsters that just counter like you can't cleave them like it could like 1v5 or 1v4 um i do feel like, like uh the like, new meta, like, like, like light lich oh light, light lich is pretty decent like when you bring it against a cleaver team oh i mean like you get a band of monster too so you get to control the cleave team but uh i i, I do hope that uh the light the lightning emperor the wind one could see a uh, uh, emergence in uh, this season's RTA. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's yeah, considered to be like Thompson the Because Thompson pulled one, by the way. Oh, is that I right? Think, I think he's an awesome unit. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, right, let's talk about him. I let's think, talk uh, where he's great and uh, how, how's his viability coming. I think of him as a win Perna, but that's all I really know. Uh, he's good with uh, Perna, good with with Vanessa, and that's not for me. Like, I have a really shitty one. I got I got this from DGP. Yeah. DGP, but uh, DGP. he's been running it with uh, uh, the Water Desert Queen, yeah, Bastet, and a Bastet. few other monsters. Bastet is like the best friend of Odin, so good. Yeah, they're best friends, but you like get buffs, and you get the attack buff out of it. But good units need a best friend. Like Artemil needs Amelia, Sierra needs Gianna. Like the best friends are always like or, always or good Sierra. in RTA. Uh, what about you, For Sean? Me, uh, I know I know you've been doing some wings as well. No, have you done wings since uh, the new season? I fought a lot of Odin Perna, and I think Odin come into the play just make it perfect for Vanessa Bastet Perna comp because last time you need to fill another slot with another damage dealer that is subpar compared to Perna damage output, be it Chow or be it Lyca or be it whatever. Now you have this guy who is like Perna but ignore defense. Which is perfect and to wind, put it right? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, but... and another element too. So it's like yeah. just complete that that first turn aggressive team that hurts. Really, there's hurts. a there's a lot of units that do damage that don't require the setup that Odin needs, though. You know, Odin requires your other two slots to have like at least one other slot in your team to be a setup just for Odin. Like the purpose of that monster is just for Odin. So it's like there's other damage dealers that you could pick without having to waste the slot on. I'm not gonna say best that's a wasted slot, but you know what I mean? Like you have to have another setup. If they ban your setup, your Odin's literally, you know. Can't you like a, uh can't you double like a retest double, auto attack? Can't you like double shield will an Odin to kinda help set up? He, does, does he gain yeah, from no. kills or does he gain from buffs? He gains from he kill, both. which is oh, good both. for him. Both, right? Both. No, no, he gains from skill and the team buff. That's it. Self, if you kill, you get. If you kill, you get three, three stacks as well. Right, yeah. and then it's, it's uh, self buffs like. Team so I mean, because he doesn't have any, you know, end build. I guess rage would be nice to do damage, but he doesn't need to be on violent. He doesn't need to be on despair. Maybe vampire. So I mean, he has flexibility to be double Current shield. Will and one of the best. Really, Odin on violent. Odin on violent. Hundred percent strip for skill. Yeah, yeah. It's it's current. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, current meta is so exactly. focused. Yep, first skill strip is the big deal better because odin build stacks maybe because I'm i think your best up, build I think is violent up. and same with bulwark i think your best build on bulwark is also violent really the yeah, lightning emperor turns are just I, so valuable i had they have the best first move in game right now that's true but they never violent proc man 
Like I had <laughs> them on violent. They never violent proc. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm man. A, I'm telling you right now. Don't believe okay? me, but okay. The same thing that happened with Molong. He was first released. A lot of people didn't have him. He wasn't considered very good. I think Lightning Emperors are kind of in that position where it can be the exact same thing. As more players are getting them, more players are using them, you're going to see it a lot more often, and you probably will experience maybe a violent project more. But yeah, you'll you'll be potentially seeing it more now, considering how uh, viable they are. Yeah, so back to the original topic, I think obvious flavor of the month, Ager, OP. Uh, Bird is super popular now. Um, even I Honestly, I've been seeing less John, but you know, People still want to pick the Verd because it's really good. Jean is still really good. Yes, so people are just lazy to change her back in the rightful ruins. Give her will. Give her will. Yes. Yeah. And um, uh, if she's on will, she doesn't need as much accuracy as she used to. She could have more, uh, I mean, resistance. She could have more accuracy versus resistance if she's on will, hmm. in my opinion. So this is slightly off topic. Can we talk about a specific team comp that I think is ridiculous? All right, we'll take we'll actually take uh, this uh, this topic off number three here, and uh, we'll kind of throw it onto the the board a little bit here for you guys and uh, whatever you guys want to bring up and discuss. <laughs> Can we Anything. talk about Archer's Cleave comp? About what? Archer's, Archer's Cleave comp. Okay, go ahead. I think that is the most broken comp in the game right now. He uses Shina, Martina, Sierra, Gianna, and Bastet. So he's got oh. double speed lead. He's got double strip, AOE defense break, and this and the bomb for ignore defense. And oh. it's got three elements, four elements if you count the bestet. How to counter? Yeah, that's that's pretty broken, huh? Out, out speed is one option, but you know you can't. You, uh, first of all, you can outspeed it. Okay, and so there are how, if you cannot if you cannot outspeed, what's a counter? Because that that would be a more feasible. Uh, I think it's just hard to recognize, like. Like when you I stand mean, in, you, take you, the hit, it's gonna be tough, it, right? But if you see a random person who you don't know, like first pick the Bastet, you generally don't expect them to last pick Shina Martina because Martina's not common. I, I think the easiest part with the cleave teams is recognizing they're cleaving you early, right? But like, how do you? How do you I, do I, find, I find that team specifically is the only one that I really, really struggle with when it comes to cleave. All the other cleaves are not as strong. Like, so what, what do you think I have to take bring the in? head on? How about go... Marion, uh, Molong, Jemire, Icarus, oh, come. And that outspeed uh, Yasha in there too? Yeah, uh, without Yonhong. <laughs> he, 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 yeah. he doesn't use Yonhong in the comp that much. Um, the, I don't know. Uh, the, the number one answer obviously is to outspeed, which, you know, obviously I can't, so I, I never really, you know, uh, See? think of that as an option. It's hard. Um, it's another factor the about speeding, you know. Another factor that's hard that you don't think about is, you know, every unit that he's using in that team is not a common unit. Let's say you didn't know Archer's running there, right? It's not going to be a common unit that you're going to have and take away and first pick either, right? I mean, you first pick Bastet or Tiana well, or it, Sierra, except, unless you're making a bun. Maybe it's really Sierra is the one that might get up, might get taken away. Otherwise, unless like, you're making a bun, man, I don't ever see Sierra first pick, man. I don't, if you go take Sierra first pick, you have Sierra first pick if, anytime, if man. If they take. Uh, if they take your Sierra though, you have Samoth as an option still. Mm. So Shina Samoth still works equally well. You get the AOE defense break from Shina, so you ban that. You have Martina, which single target damage still has defense break strip and gives herself the buff. She's generally quite fast, and you have two speed lead options with a Bastet for attack buff. And then the Gianna's there, so you can't really pick a non-will team and then ban the Shina and hope that's enough. 
or the, you the, pick a my, wild card I, and you ban the Gianna and hope it's enough, but the Martina still exists? My, my answer my answer would be if you can't outspeed it to do the same thing you would do against any Gianna is to have a uh, a no-will cleanser. A no-will Swift Villa Jewel, that's all the way, man. Swift Villa Jewel. Something like Swift Villa Jewel or even Annabelle, things like that. And um, at least cleanse your team from being stunned and you have a chance to contest, you know? Because if you buff, you're just giving him buffs. So buffers is not really the... You know, buffers is not really the answer because uh, obviously the, Martina and Shayna just strip everything. So the success of all those Cleve teams, you have to understand, is that Jamire Tableau, all right, and then for Archer is Shayna and Shayna and Sierra, right? So like the meta is very speedly, and you you could just uh that's why Vanessa's so good right now, right? Vanessa could be first pick most of the time. Like, uh, their comp, at uh, when you're playing against those comps, uh, you end up just, like, fighting over a bunch of speed leads over and over, you know? Who picks the speed lead? Who picks the uh, Tiana's? Who picks the uh, uh, Vanessa's? And then you go from there. It's not as hard. It's not as complicated as you think it is, to be honest. Yo, what if I just what if I just ruined what if I just picked Samath into that, that comp that he has and I just geared my Samath as as heavy damage as possible? Do you think if he killed the Samath it would come back and wreck his whole team? Because obviously he's ruined on speed. Like Shayna the and Matt, Martina would just die from that reve that revenge when he comes back. He got he got a bunch Samath of Samath doesn't yeah. even need to come back and kill his whole team. Samath just needs to be there for the speed lead. That's what I'm trying to well, say. That, that as well. You but like speed lead, you bring double speed lead along with a fast monster, it's just like hey. You know, let it be. Let's see who's faster. But Let's I would go. just ruin it as a direct counter to whatever squishy cleave. Like, I just give him so fast. I don't care about speed. I don't it, care about nothing. Just full damage on him. And it doesn't yes, mean to be a despair. The way to counter uh, Archer's comp is to bring monsters with no will on and bandage China. Yeah. And, like, mm -hmm. it just, like, you just have to. It's just up to you to, like, see, like, what monsters you have that don't have will that's, like, pretty decent, you know? Okay. But that leave him with two bombs, right? Sierra, Gianna. Yeah, but you have tons of like uh, Tiana. I don't feel like Tiana should be on Will. I feel like Tiana should be on Nemesis. So like Gabriel and Tiana, you know, some monsters don't need Will, right? The, the problem with banning Shayna there is that you're still leaving Bestet with two bombers, and you're guaranteed losing a unit for sure. Well, that's so why you have it, uh, a Triana, right? It comes right? down to it comes. Well, okay, but if the Triana is the unit killed, then you're still down a monster, right? Right, 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 right. So right. it comes down to. Um, if you have the ability and the runes to, if you can't outspeed it, you have to outsustain it, you know, because it is, it is still in a sense like a, a one turn like burst kind of comp, you know, it's still a cleave comp. So it's like if you could survive a cleave comp, you could usually come back from it because, like you said, they're all runes so fast that you know they're lacking survive and the rune damage, of course, somewhat. So they're lacking somewhat survivability. Okay. Alright, uh, that was an interesting topic. Uh, I guess we're going to open it up to whatever other topics you guys want to talk about, but I'm going to open it up to the fourth topic we have here, which is not really a topic. We're going to kind of open it up to the chat, and uh, we'll see anything of interest that they say. Yeah, we can take some things from there, from the chat. We can kind of discuss whatever topics you see that are interesting that you have in mind, or from what you read in the chat uh, and had in mind. I think some people are talking about Tian Lang, but I think we discussed that actually on the first podcast. So you want to recheck that podcast on our full discussion on Molong and Tian Lang. You're free to go back to check on that one. But yeah, so if you guys have any uh, questions, uh, this would be the time you can feel free to ask them here and then any any of us can pull it in to the podcast and uh, discuss. Here's a link to the other podcast Triple well. HP Dark Inferno, oh man. I'm gonna build that for Archer. I'm gonna do it today. It's gonna happen. Dark Inferno? <laughs> yeah. 
He's gonna kill it. It's gonna one shot whatever unit hit me. Oh, a dark good. golem to reflect damage. You know how your Lucian die all the time. So the 300 speed camels to go first. Four star devil ones. We have discussed about four star devil ones. I think it's a great idea and something I've been pushing for over a year with them. So hopefully we see those in the future. <clears throat> uh, Shihao, I believe we talked about in that last pack podcast as well about the viability of uh, Shihao. PVE be easier? Is it in a good spot? I think PVE content's in a great spot. I, I don't think there's anything that needs to be changed for PVE content. Uh, especially with the introductions of like twins and other units and all the different kinds of comps that you can build now for literally every PVE content. There's no issue with PVE content at all. Thoughts on buffs versus nerfs and what buffs should be implemented to make the game more balanced. I am a firm believer that uh, the PVE content in the game is well balanced, so we should just balance towards PVP. Whether that's Guild Wars or RTA, maybe even Arena, I don't think we really need to balance towards PVE anymore. Especially since like all the early game stuff, like pretty much all content is fusible farmable. Hey, that's a good one there. Uh, should we make higher stages of Giants, Necro, and uh, uh, what you call Dragons? Uh, I think that's a, a thing I've seen uh, Epic Seven's gonna be releasing, as well as Dungeon Hunter Champions of the past has already released that. Is that something we wanna see? Higher level tier dungeons for easier drop rates, again, uh, gonna be able to balance out to let players who are, let's say, free to play trying to catch up, have the ability to do harder dungeons and get rewarded with the easier ability to get runes. Uh, would we be introducing any runes past six star or just- No, 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 just uh, higher higher drop rates, of course. <clears throat> higher drop rates could be okay. I think if you introduce something like a seven star, uh, you basically make everything else obsolete and you do what King's Ray did and you kill the player base. Mm. Yeah, I would think like a stage 11 or something like that. Stage 11 or 12 for uh, the various dungeons for higher drop rates. Like maybe no blues, all purples. Yeah, I can still be five and six stars. Troll of Ascension Hell Mode. Uh, that's definitely something that we've discussed in the past. Yeah, but then again, if they release something like that, how difficult do they make Trial of Ascension Hell Mode? And how many players in the game can benefit from that kind of release? If you've noticed in the past couple of years, they've been releasing a lot of content, whether it be stuff you guys joke around like achievements or you know rewards that you get, it really helped. They're trying to really make content that'll help a lot of the player base, which is more of the early and mid game players progress through the game. So I don't know about- I think maybe make TOA hard a little bit more rewarding because having the same rewards for different difficulty is just so funny to me. Right. For, for the entire time, it's just so funny. Would you that, guys be more interested? Exactly the same. Would you guys be more interested if there was such thing as a, uh, a t uh, top top one hundred reward for doing TOA and TOA hard? Nah, the hackers gonna get the top ten for sure. You you always yeah, they get banned. They get banned, obviously, right? But they get no, but they right get away. the rewards from you already. Then they get no, no, banned. No, no, no. They they would release mm. the rewards like a week later or something. They would oh, have to do it that like way. after and calculations, like arena. Ah, yeah, something like that. Like but I, I, think, but then I think if you're gonna do rewards for top 100, they have to only be cosmetic, right? For like something like TOA and TOA hard. But it has to be something that endgame players will care about, or mid, even mid-game players. Well, you can't say that it has to be cosmetic, because then, what, like, for example, Weekly Arena, people fight to try and get Legend for that, because it's not nothing to do with cosmetic, it's completely for the, you know, the four-star monster. Ask for more units with Oblivion? Oh, like, we've been asking. There's no control yeah. over, like, there, there's way less control over the competition in something like PvE content versus PvP, right? Like, you actually have to fight people. Whether it's their AI or not, you still have to fight people versus you're just, like, you could get RNG'd really badly by Guillaume, right? Guillaume could invincibility 
for like eight turns. <laughs> what do you do? You just have to like endure wasting 30 seconds. You might lose because of it. Uh, I, I, I would argue that uh, that statement, uh, Nate made the great. Once again, you're talking about the 1% that can rush TOA hard and TOA normal. Mm, I don't think you need to be very endgame to rush TOA hard and TOA normal currently. Yeah, At I, least TOA normal. I mean, even TOA pretty, normal. It's you can, it's pretty I think feasible. TOA normal is really easy to rush. Even TOA hard, not as many people do it. So it's a, a lot more feasible to complete it in the top 100. Very, very, very feasible. Yeah. yeah. I think the people that seriously rush TOA and hard on global server there's maybe like 40 people that do it very serious who will rush for the under like two hour mark and everyone else usually fizzles in around five to six hours <clears throat> someone said about more co-op content like braid but for pve i want to see something manual something that you have to go in and spend the time to get rewarded for it i don't want to see any more autoplay i want to actually see something manual that, that's cool, personally, personally it's so but... hot that you have to manual or you have to manual it's just something that forces gameplay yeah if you want this you got to spend the time this is where time comes in instead of you know money right time invested to receive this particular reward that can help benefit your account co-op deals more more mixing it'll probably be the next step what's that i really i really wanted rift dungeons to be like r5 when they first came out but they weren't so i was kind of sad I thought it was gonna be like if you wanted to farm the fire beast, you had oh, to like yeah. friend and then do like R5 with that. Didn't happen. As far I'm as cooperative cool with it right now, but that'll be pretty cool too. I know what you're talking about. As far as cooperative play goes, I'm still a big fan of like Team RTA, Guild RTA, things like that. You know? Oh yeah, because of the because well, uh, really of the Guild cool. RTA, as you guys did, right? right? It doesn't really have to be a guild thing. It could be like you know Island Groans on my friends list, for example, and you know uh, Once in Loves on my friends list. We could just play together. We'll queue into three people that queue together too. You know? And it so, have to be like limited on monsters, you know, like you can't reuse monsters. Same same concept. But so even just recreational the, then, like goodwill contest, but a goodwill mode that allows you to do uh whatchamacallit, like the guild one, right? Right, where you can't right, reuse you, units. You, you, ah. you, you could do a you could do a goodwill one where it's like that, but you know, guild wars, you know, rules as a goodwill, or you could even do a competitive one, but that one would be like you have to team up with the guild, you know what I'm saying? It has to be your guild as a team. You can't team with friends and stuff, you know. I can't you know, take making a bud from malicious and stuff like that on my team. I'd have to use, you know, like Thompson and Archer because we're in the same guild, for example. Have to use Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so quiet pretty, this stream because like I, pre I pretty much agree with everything. Once in love, Patrick and Sean says, and even you, Brian. It's just like this has uh, been a pretty, pretty uh, agreeing stream for me. Yeah. All right, throw throw some controversial things, man. I, I want there these podcasts to be I really agree with question for you guys. Yeah, I want us to come in you know. and, you know, we're, we, we all work in the same space, right? Everybody makes content, everybody streams. Yep, yep. We're all friends. But I want these to get kind of heated, you know what I mean? And, you know, I mean, last uh, last stream I had more opinion, but this stream, mm -hmm. like, I really agree with uh, the stuff everyone's talking about. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay, I have one more question before we go into, like, controversial stuff. Sure. Do you guys think they should add more things to the Ancient Coin Shop? I personally think that they should add Devilmons and Blessings is what people are kind of uh, talking those about. Those would be great. Yeah, I think I think they are. I don't have I haven't spent any of my coins after the the um the Asharan because there's no reason. Everything really? else you can get no, in there is so easy. It's so easy oh. to obtain. Reaps are much easier to obtain. If I if I want to buy reaps, I can buy it. I don't I I'm not gonna waste ancient coins, which is a very, very valuable and rare limited resource for something that's not so limited, right? I'm gonna save them until they release something in there that is of value, right? I, I think I that agree. aside from ancient coins in general, I think blessings should be more accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, multiple reasons. One, obviously, you could say I'm biased because I have so many net fives that it's hard to get a non-dupe. It gives me an extra chance to get a non-dupe. 
but even for the earlier players, right? Like, imagine, like, you pulled three nat fives and all three is Praha. You know what I'm saying? Just something like that. It's like, you know, you lose all confidence and, and, all, and all will to continue to play, you know, if you got three dupes as your first three, you know? Like, my brother, Lord, my brother was a prime example. Like, he had six unique nat fives, and he was already at seven dupes. You know what I mean? So it's like... Imagine they made... Imagine they made LND blessings. Oh my god, the amount of money they're gonna pull out of that thing, dude. I don't think they'll do that anytime soon. And like that blessing fizzles. <laughs> that that blessing fizzles when you pull a elemental uh nat five. You know what I mean? Then people will just be like not summoning mystical scrolls, trying to summon as much light dark scrolls as possible for the nat five. Now interesting topic on that. So you know, typically I've been I've been talking to come to us a while, like people from the U.S. office, people from the Korea office, and one thing I've noticed is that when I ask them things, like anything, you know, because I, I can ask them questions, right? When I ask them things, um, they will they will just tell me they won't say anything when I ask something, or they will tell me no. And one thing I asked them in particular one time was, um, "Hey, uh, is there going to be you know LD transcendence?" Just joking around, right? They said, "No, they were never gonna release something like that, LD transcendence." But then I asked them. Oh, so what about LD legendaries? No response. So I don't know if that's oh, something that's going to be LD coming out in the future. Is very viable. I think it's like viable, but I mean, for them to thing. not respond, for them to not respond at all, I mean, gives me a little hint, hint, wink, wink, right? That uh, we might see that. But in terms of blessings, I don't think we're going to see LD blessings, man. Unless they do a combo pack, I don't know, like LD legendary. Even, L even LD legendary people will cry all the time because everybody gets one, so they expect to get an at five. They're gonna get an at four. They're gonna cry anyway. It's gonna be so. an HOH, and they're gonna cry. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> I'm no, waiting. They'll never. Yes. They'll, there's nothing they could do to make people not cry. You understand? Because people exactly. will cry no matter what, right? People cry. They don't have monsters, right? I have monsters. I cry. I don't have runes. You know. So it's like <laughs> there's always something to cry about. You know. So it's like they're never gonna resolve the crying issues. Just like buff buff patches, nerf patches, things like that are never going to resolve it because you don't have it. Oh, you're super happy. It's nerfed. You have it. You're super angry. It's nerfed. So it's like you always have a part of the community that cries about everything you do. So they're in a tough place, too. So that's why I do feel for them in that sense, you know, that there's nothing right they could do. Technically, there's not one thing they could do that. Everybody's like, man, you know, right. that's great. Yeah, they, they have it tough. You know, they have they get a lot of criticism. I mean, they get it real tough. But I give them credit where credit's due. But it's just human nature, man. The more they give us, the more we'll want. If you look back in the four years, what they've done with the community and the game and everything they've released and given out, uh, it's a lot. But people always want more, right? Human nature. It's always going to be like that. So it's that a mutual so understanding much. with that. Especially the early game. Yeah. The early game is doable now. You guys remember when you had to, like... Manual? Man, there's no such thing as auto man. What do you mean, ma you manual? You summon scrolls for fire. Manual TOA hunt. Wanted oh, a Veramos. You you had to summon scrolls to get a Veramos. That was the only way. You had to get that fire beast hunter somehow, and then you had to. Me a week. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, man. Veramos, Bella Verd. Whew. Every defense, so good. I'm yeah, also so kind whole... of a fan of. Uh, sorry, I'm also kind of a fan of this new event where. Uh, you kind of get to pick what you want to do. So it favors people that like to farm versus like to, you know, do other things. You know, I'm talking about the new event where you get a choice of mm -hmm. which one to complete. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a fan of that. Um, like I said, because some of the other events, like it takes like way too much farming, right? You got to do dungeons. Then you got to do scenarios. Then you got to do... Daily you know, mission. Right. That's <laughs> my favorite stuff. one, dude. I love it when like, they ask me to do 100 like daily for missions. for me, you know, I, I never do daily missions. Just kidding. You know, I, I never <laughs> do scenarios at this point. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like... Anything that's outside of dungeons or rifts, like, it's very tough for me to have to do, you know? It's like work. 
<laughs> Can we take a moment to talk about Dark Panda? I could throw it on the table. It's a unit that we've seen of change. Uh, I think it's pretty rune intensive. Uh, have you guys have any experience with uh, experience with it? Oh, I love on it so much. Yeah, I love questions it about so Dark. It hurts so much. Hey, How do you like yours, John? It hurts so much, and they heal back so fast. And against tank unit that don't have attack, they don't hurt him anymore, which is so awesome. Not I very good on defense, I, though. I think, easily, I think that's like, like yeah, it's got that's gotta be the best part of him right now is the fact that he takes reduced damage. Did you say you have a dark panda, Sean? No, I wish. Oh, I thought <laughs> you did. I was like, when did no. you summon a dark panda? You, you have Wooly Young, right? You just have Wooly Young. Yeah, best best net fall in the game, Wooly Young. I'm the only one here with no LD net 5. Your, your time will come. Nicole Maya, net 5? <laughs> one day, one day. Means you, didn't, means you didn't spend enough yet. That's the only problem. I know. I'm only at 340 LDs, I think. Only. Yeah, that's up to like 500, I think, for an LD now 5. Mm. Oh my god. 340, yeah. Yeah, next time we meet up in person, we'll try to summon your LDs again. We're, I'm up I'm up to 7 LD Nat 5 since January. And I've, I've had I've had zero mass LD Nat 5 sessions uh, given to me so far. So Pretty it's good. just, yeah, it's just it's just luck of the draw, man. We're, we're, we're still, LD we're, Nat 5 session in 2017 was not. We're still January, aren't we? Yeah, it's only 17 days. It's 7 LD Nat 5s. That'd be counting. Last year was 52 for the entire year. Pretty nuts. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, any controversial questions? Any topics you want to put on the table? Any other things in chat that you guys want to talk about? I think we got another about 10 minutes or so. You know, that we can uh, chill here. <coughs> We'd rather answer some chat questions than any good chat questions. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, Tide Gamer asked a question. He was I, I just want to say something before uh, the questions are asked. Last sure. week we failed to mention uh, Han needs a buff, so hopefully come to us hears it and buff Dark Ninja. There you Do go. Do you have a Han too? I don't have a Han. Oh, okay. Obabo has a Han. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So Tide Gamer said that. Um, he loves the game. He's just finding it extremely difficult that he's hit a wall. He's wondering what Comp to Us could do for early game players post level fifty that don't spend a lot. Well, what's the, what's so the, much fall for well, early oh, game. They have a lot of stuff for you, man. Well, what's the like, wall? Uh, depends what the wall is, right? What's the wall you're talking about? Like where, where are you stuck? Yeah, they give you a lot now. The achievements. Yeah, you focus on trying yeah. to get Veramos done, and they give you like rune, uh, like a like a standard violent rune set. And they give you all that stuff that really helps progress you. I think maybe yeah, I it's like not they a hold wall. your hand too much. Yeah, I don't think it's a really a wall. I think you might have hit a plateau, which is which is something you're gonna experience a lot uh, in this game as you continue to progress. There's, like, there's gonna be to be plateau stages. If, I think uh, it's just so, that the progression slow down a little bit for him. Mm -hmm. If you're a very free to play player, I think you need to be quite disciplined if you want to see regular progression quite often. Like don't because summon. if you start, but it's not even just the don't summon. It's like if you if you start building a whole bunch of units, whether you're not if you're not using them right, then you're kind of wasting resources and you're walling yourself off. So like if you're starting out and you just got Veramos, it's probably best if you just build your giants team. Don't work on like using a Beretta and six starring your Verd, right? Because those things aren't going to help your current place in progression. Yeah, you have to focus one. You have to focus one department at a time. You can't be going crazy trying to you know. Be able to clear toa and be able to do giants mm -hmm. and be able to do dragons you know like for most of us even when we started it was just you know trying to get giants done you know and just slowly improving our giants team giants team giants team and then finally moving on to dragons and then obviously when necro came out we did necro and then 
you know, TOA was a big accomplishment for us in the beginning too, you know? So, I mean, you really have to focus the monsters you're going to build because it's very hard. I agree. Especially if you don't spend, it makes it even harder to make a six star. So whoever you decide to six star, like make sure it's usable in as many places as possible, you know? Like don't six star something that's only usable in dragons, you know what I mean? Because that's not going to help you in the long run. You know, you need something that you could use in maybe a little bit of TOA. It might be able to do a little guild war with it, you know, giants, things like that, because it's a, that that is the number one wall. Like I see my wife, she's been playing, you know, she plays like really sporadically, you know, but you know, she's been playing for like a year and she has like six six stars, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I know it's hard to get a six star because she won't spend any money on the game, obviously. Um so I do get that wall for sure, but you know, really, really think about it and you know, come on streams and ask people's feedback before you six star anything because I remember my first six star and it's, you know, it was like painful when I did it, you know, like I, I, I was questioning myself for hours after I did it, you know, so it's like, who was it? Who was the first six star? Yeah. yeah. Six star? My, first six, my first six star was Bella. Good choice. That's a good I'll choice. That's fine. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The, the, I think the, the player's first two six stars on pretty much the broad accounts should be Vero and Bella. Those should be your first. Or uh, some people go farmers first, like Lapis or Sigmaris, if they have it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's that's viable as well for sure. Also, so, don't feed, don't feed any monsters because anyone could get buffed any second. You know. Right. Yeah. That's why I tell my wife too. Like, you know, if you're really not going to spend money, you can't just be feeding the three stars you get from Mystical Scrolls. Like, the goal of the game, if you don't spend money, you have to level two star monsters, make them into three star foods. You know, if you start eating away all your three stars. You're gonna hit a wall again where you're gonna have to level two stars anyway so you might as well save your three stars for the other uses they're there for you know um as far as thompson goes saying don't feed any monsters definitely don't feed you know i would say don't feed lds even if they're three star because you never know if they buff them and they're usable and then you know they're not as easy to attain especially if you don't spend money you know because lds obviously you're limited to maybe two a month right one from an event maybe and guaranteed the monthly one so it's a very limited access if you don't spend so do not feed three stars. They're not meant to be food. Okay, so you said we have a couple minutes left. There's one topic in chat that has been repeat posted. Okay. It can be pretty controversial, but I feel like we're all going to agree on it. Fury says, what do you think? Is it possible to implement RTA Vileproc rule to all PvP contents? I think no. And the reason I think no is because if you limit all defenses to one Vileproc, I think that you no longer have a chance to win because it is too easy to bait the AI. I agree. But AI has been better, though. <laughs> I agree. Uh, but, I mean, we talked about this, this a little bit before as well. Um, they've never released it, but they've never denied it. But I'm fairly certain that the defenses have a higher proc rate. And they do that just yeah, to make it... it's 40%, right? 40 yeah, I don't to know. 22. Because, like, it's they do that so then it's harder for you to win defenses or else it'd be way too easy, way too cookie cutter. You, you would just log in every day and just clear everything, no problem. Because no defense is unbeatable. Literally unbeatable. So they need to have that in there. But I really feel like they have more chance to proc on defense more than anything. Viol violent procs also give weaker players a chance to win in general, right? If, if you put someone like, you know, you put some random C1 player up against Thompson, but he has a Diana on Violent or a Sierra on Violent, right? He actually has the chance to win strictly because RNG exists. Now that may be extremely frustrating to whoever the stronger player is, but it's such a small outlier um, in those cases. In Guild Wars, maybe it's more frustrating because they can proc more than once, but I really think that Violent, with, with the way the game is, 
the AI is not good enough on defense for violent procs to be taken out or yeah. even limited to one. Yeah, like once in love is saying, like as far as Guild War defense, a lot of Guild War defense is not really like you feel like you're losing because of procs. I do agree, defense is proc more. I'm not. I, I'm 100% certain. Okay, I'm the number one culprit of getting raped by Theos and Ritesh's things like that. But to be honest, the most thing about Guild War is that you're you really have to sit if you really want to win your Guild Wars. You have to really think about the comp you're bringing in because it is AI and the elements do make it that it's you know exploitable. You know you can exploit any defense for the most part you know i know people or everybody has rainbow defense now things like that but you have to look at what the rainbow is if the rainbow consists of one of the elements being a healer you know that if you bring the opposite element to that healer it's not going to do damage to your dps you know so you can exploit it in many different ways but you really have to sit there and think about it you can't just go oh i brought my three strongest monsters and i still lost because ritesh went three times you know it's not that you're not bringing your best three monsters it's bringing the best per situation so if you actually analyze and talk to people that are good at guild wars they don't really lose guild wars and it's not because of their runes it's not because of their monster selection it's because they pick correctly you know it's just all about picking correctly and exploiting ai if in guild wars if violent procs more on defense mm -hmm. wouldn't it make sense to balance uh violent procs throughout but but yeah. defense can't def the thing is, like, even with okay, the... We've never proved right? that... Yeah, we, we never proved. We, we just it, are it speculating. Completely, like, totally all speculating. of our things are completely anecdotal. The yep. closest we have is that one person who did 4,000 turns. Right, that just sudden test, right? Or That's probably like that. the closest. Yeah. And his came out to 22% on both sides. Like, it was, like, 21 and a bit and 22 and a bit. But, like, they were yeah. so close that it... That's the best we have. Yeah. I think it's just instances in our minds that... Um, that we only remember those those moments it's but you know yeah. i feel it happens a lot no, but no, um, no island girl yeah. i agree it's definitely yeah. part of it like you you know you, you never mm -hmm. remember you know what i'm saying like yep. you know i've done i've done like scrim rtas with people and i actually write down how many times they procced versus how many right, times right. i proc and then they tell me no you proc more i'm like no but i have it written down you know but you always <laughs> feel like you always feel like it happens more against you you know you never forget when you get that extra proc on vanessa that finishes somebody off you know right. or but when you, you get a remember, proc that's irrelevant but you, you have to count right. the procs that do nothing yeah, right that's that true you don't too, need exactly. you don't need them but you, you only remember the one that made the killing blow yeah. on you you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that's that's what it is really the reason why people want to have violent procs like consistent throughout um throughout not just rta but guild and siege is because everyone's abusing the violent procs like everyone's putting like jean up on defense and john could like provoke uh provoke and then uh Second get an extra skill. turn you'll get turn. An extra turn and then provoke and then shield and then it's just like whoa man you're taking eight turns every turn you know yeah <laughs> and it's really annoying it's like everyone's so like hp so high and guild war is getting more and more uh lame because like everyone just puts like freaking john ritesh and like tank 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 you know yeah so i don't know man yeah Everybody Did wants to control the, the situations a little bit more. I mean, I've even had people like ask, you know, the same thing like, oh, like, you know, if, you know, someone who wants to be in esports, which I don't think they need to be, uh, they, they have to take Violent Procs out of, you know, RTA. I think, I think it would just be totally unfeasible to take out Violent Procs. Violent Procs is literally what makes the game, but... Vi Vi Violent Procs is not, to interrupt you, Violent Procs mm -hmm. is not what makes this game not able to become an esport. The thing that makes this game not be able to come into esport is because it's RNG based on accessibility. Th right? There's two factors. I think there's fa that's true like too. Like the for sure. only way it could be an esport is if they take the best players, mm -hmm. right? Give them 
all exactly. dummy accounts to play on with oh, every God, monster on it. Esport conversation. Yeah. Right? With every oh, monster no. on it, and everybody has the same exact runes at plus 15. Yeah. And then you choose yeah. which 10 you want to rune up. Yeah. You're limited to 10 monsters. And then you choose which 10, and everybody has the same access to the same monsters. To that's the only way it can be esports because all esports have an equal playing field in so that they sense. Have to remove violent and despair runes. Then, but the thing is that I don't think they're gearing towards that. Like with the last year's events, they want to make festivals. They want to just have a competitive scene and just a, more of an entertaining thing. I don't know how how focused they are to go to esports or if yeah, they're still. Like, trying. I'm perfectly fine with the way. I'm the fine. Way I'm, it is I, now. I actually yeah. like what they're doing right now. I think <laughs> it's great. But I think one thing that would be interesting is a lot of people say maybe no violent procs. So maybe an interesting. I know Comptuous likes to test out RTA with the special league. What do you think if they made a special league that if you had a violent set, it doesn't allow you to choose that unit into RTA? Yeah, like a special <laughs> league where it only allows you no violent you just procs. Yeah, but Dude, that, and then people people cleaves. will experience. We would just see swift cleaves over and over. It would be all swift cleaves. And exactly. Else. The next the next special league just be regular be arena like type of co-op stuff, man. That'd be so cool. Special league co-op. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, co-op would definitely be. This this brings back the same topic though on why like why it can't be no violent runes, right? Because everybody complains about they're losing the violent procs, right? Mm. If you take out the violent runes, as in a special league, for example, what's gonna mm. happen? Everybody's gonna complain that I'm too slow. Yeah, it's boring. Right? It's boring. Because you're gonna lose to every whoever's faster is gonna win, right? Because there's mm -hmm. no there's no procs, so you're gonna cry that oh my I don't have three hundred you know, I don't have three ten three twenty Tiana or whatever you know. That's what you're gonna cry about now. So like I said, there's nothing they can fix. It's always a different crying story, you know. Mm -hmm. I think but because think... but they cry because they make it as a league. What if it's just a limit tam limit tam mode where you can play it for like two weeks? So yeah, you, so can, that's, you that... can make it whatever you want. That's like, why I want to suggest some things. We want to get some suggestions I, here because they can test it like with the special game, leagues. I feel like this game uh is evolving and like people are like well for sure I know so many people they're like not interested in arena anymore not interested in guild war anymore they dabble in rta but like i feel like uh the lack of like content like guild war like speaking of guild war like the violent procs like it's getting like i see my friend he say he likes guild war but all he does is he look down the guild war defense list and see who he could try to lucian and who he could try to zayros right so it's like i don't know like guild war is pretty boring right now uh and what if they add a timer like like RTA like after a few turns you lose HP so you see less HP unit on defense? Yeah, that'll be pretty cool too. Mm. But everyone just like putting up like really annoying defenses so like that you can take HP. less retash. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, this I see Fwa saying something kind of taking up on your suggestion as well, Thompson, with a co-op. Yeah, and uh, what we were discussing as well. It could be a random co-op mode. That'd be kind of cool. Get ranked in random co-op. Random, co random feel. Dual mode. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Island girl, well, and I'm gonna start trolling people. You know, you know, before <laughs> they do co-op, you know, before they do co-op, you know what they should do, right? When you join the RT match with someone, you should be able to chat with them. Come on, we're in 2019. Oh, no, dude, it's gonna be so toxic. We're boys. We're in 2019. No, that would create a lot of toxic. Well, no, that will no drama, dude. I play League of Legend, Dota. You know, whatever game you play. Very friendly game. Street Fighter. GG you know? easy. Come on. <laughs> Get right, kid. Dragon Ball Z. You know, even like Crash Royale, you could like just signal like wink or whatever, right? You you should be able to talk to the other person. Where you hit them with the Especially when you see the female profile picture, you know, wink at them, right? Oh, yeah, exactly, Sean. Whatever you say, but you know what I mean. Like, it's 2019. There's no reason why you can't like chat with the other person you're playing against. How about, okay, I just thought about this. How about if you don't actually know 
who your opponent is through your pick and bans and play. Does that change the dynamic of RT at all? You just know what rank they are. You don't know their name. You don't know who they are. That's that late. That takes out the point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no point of winning a co-op game if you can't talk to your partner. Like, I want to be able to chat with them. Well, if it's co-op, yeah. I, I think you can chat with your partner. If it's if they do a co-op thing, I think that would be something Then you got to be able to chat yeah. to the other right, team right, right. as well. No, if not the other team, bro. Right? No, they're not going to let you talk with the other team, bro. First of course, team chat. Why shouldn't you? First of all, chatting to the other team is retarded because half of them are from another country. They only speak your language. That's the first part. Right? How many guys you queue into an American flag? Okay, and we and we and we speak Chinese. Okay, so we have the chance of the Hong Kong flag, the China flag, the American flag, and you take all those out, and there's still eighty percent of other flags. So it's still like, you know, you don't, you don't get to talk to them anyway, Tom. So we say hi. And I, say hi, I disagree, man. It's 2019. You should at least say ni hao or hi hi or emoji. <laughs> no, we just say Twitch emojis. Let's just get Twitch emojis in Summer's War. We could just spam like emotes at each other. Oh like come on, are you guys serious? You guys don't agree Go with ahead. me? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah, even when I play NBA, dude, you I make a wrong play, you hit him with a lull. You know? Oh, yeah. LOL oh. is fine. Mm. <laughs> but uh, to your actual discussion, Brian, I think anonymity yeah. is a, a topic we've been kind of touching on for maybe three years now. Back when boosting was a really big issue in regular arena, mm -hmm. we want it. It just it's difficult. It's and I don't think it's a direction that they really want to go in. Mm, to do random right where you don't even know who you're up, like, up against like let's just say league right you see the people choosing their their characters you have no who to, no idea who the hell they are right well the, pro the only problem i see with the the not seeing your opponent is uh when it comes to the competitions and the events and stuff like that then it kind of kills that whole kills that whole story no yeah i think that's maybe what they're still keeping for that reason, I mean, I like actually. it. I like it. You know, like people can't counterpick you, you know, or you can't counterpick them. You know, you have to pick based on what you really feel, you know, like you can't exploit the other person, you know, because some people like, don't have a monster. Everybody in the world knows they don't have that monster. And it's like they get exploited for not having that monster every time. It's a little, right. a little rough for them, you know. All right. It's um, really rough for me. I can't talk to my opponent when I'm playing against them. <laughs> He's really pushing for this. I mean, right. I mean, Thompson, you know, you go to that topic, but that's really toxic. Like, if you look at a game, even like Hearthstone, right, where you get like six different, like, emo you get six different, like, built-in comments. Like, people oh, just start good. spamming, like you know, spamming. Oh, when well, you're on the winning side, you like it. If you're on the losing side, you're not going to like it. That's the thing, you know? It's going to be a so, bunch of get wrecks and shit. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> it's, it's fun to troll the other person. It's not fun getting trolled while you're getting beat, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm, I'm agree. I mean, you to can like, have an option to mute them, but just block yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm agree to disagree. There should be mutes. There should be filters, and that could be a fun aspect, right? And I, I think Comptuous is all about yeah. making fun. You know what I mean? So if you're yes. kind of trolling, and this day and age, you're saying 2019, uh, you should be able to troll. Everybody's a little bit more lighthearted. Let's be real. Everybody gets offended on anything, anyways. Um, that should be something that would be of interest. Being able to chat with your opponent. Just the only issue is the collusion is all it is. You know what I mean? But, and you know, they have to track records and stuff like that. But that, that's what people want to avoid, right? Collusion. That's all it is. However, I think with anonymity, they should really just use, utilize things they already have, like specialty to really test those kind of things out. And I mean, you get two things out of it. One, you get interaction. Two, you get a response, right? Right. You implement something, you let people try it, and you get a really good response from them. You you get to know what people think of it, whether they like it, whether they don't like it, you know, if you need to make tweaks to the system. But, like, we have Special League, and they clearly used it to test out if people liked uh, the pre-ban mode, so I don't see why they wouldn't do that with something else in the future. Yeah. 
know what they got to fix too? They got to fix the fact that like G2s and G3s still pull C3s. Yeah, I think it's that, that's why I want to see how the season goes once the ranks are balanced. They said they did something. We're going to see how it feels yeah, when it comes because, to the end of the season. You know, it's, Let's see it's how, how it feels when you guys queue up end of the season. So make sure we bring this up in a future podcast in the future towards the end of the season to see how it's feeling, how you guys are queuing up, how the points like, are going. I, like I'd, I'd rather sit in a one-minute queue than get an instant queue and pull a C3 that beats me for 18 points, mm -hmm. and then I got to win against like four G3s to get it back. You know what I mean? It's... It's real, it's real rough to queue once you're high G2, low G3, you know, it's like a, it's a bad spot, you know, if you're high G3, different story, because if, if you pull somebody low, you only drop a couple of ranks, but when you're in that one majority window, like the rank, like 400 to rank 100, to one to 400, like that area, like it's real painful when you lose the game, you know? Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, thank you guys for joining me uh, on today's podcast. Um, any last words or any last things you want to say? Uh, to people out here yeah, because I know everybody, you know does streams and everybody does make uh, YouTube videos So feel free to say any last words. We'll start off with uh, Tyler on the left and go around and yeah, we'll call it a podcast <clears throat> Last thoughts how you thought about the podcast. What do you want to see in the future anything like that? I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun chatting with everyone. It's nice to talk about things It was kind of strange. I didn't expect us to all agree so much on everything uh, but I think with how things are currently and the topics we went over, everything is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little new. You know what I mean? As, as I'm, I'm telling you right now, this podcast number three, wait till we get podcast like number 20 or something like that, man. People will be throwing fists and stuff like that, you know, because everybody's still getting a little bit comfortable with one another, right? This is the uh, the, the happy stages, right? It's, it's like it's like when you're married. Never mind, I'm, that's not in trouble. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, uh, Thompson, any last, uh, any last um, words? It's like the honeymoon stage right now, podcast. Yeah, yeah, pretty much uh, I agree with what everybody said today. So, yeah, even last stream, I had a lot of disagreements, but mm -hmm. like uh, this stream is like pretty cool. Yeah. So thanks for watching, everybody. Why, guys? Uh, I think we can speak for everybody. We had a great time. Thanks for having us. Um, hopefully we answered whatever questions and uh, gave people some insight on things. Um, along with that, we all are streamers now, so... I'm sure I can speak to everybody and say that if anybody has any questions, you can come on our streams and you know, happy to answer them to the best of our ability. Anything you need help with, and uh, hopefully this was educational and somewhat. And uh, I'm glad we didn't argue that much. Um, but you know, uh, it was very successful, I think. And thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. Any last words for you as well, Sean? Uh, for me, I really appreciate Island to take the initiative and do this type of content that's still lacking in the scene where people just sit down and talk about some of the stuff. So it's new and it's refreshing. And yeah, I really, really liked it. And if you haven't stopped to Island with Twitch Prime, what are you doing, my man? <laughs> you know, I never, I never do that spiel. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, thank you guys for taking the time. I mean, I, I want to thank you guys for making time out of your day to come and hang out. Uh, obviously, we're going to be doing these podcasts more. We're going to mix and match people. We'll get people, different people in here. We'll be mixing it up, have, talking about other topics. Maybe it doesn't have to all be about summoners or maybe we can start expanding into topics, maybe more about Twitch, you know, streaming, YouTubing, you know, events, other games, right? It doesn't have to be strictly summoners war. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate you guys watching. And if you guys are from the YouTube channel, feel free to leave questions below or topics you want to discuss or general thoughts that you guys have for uh, the podcast. Uh, we'll continue to improve them. Yeah, so as you can see, this podcast, uh, we try to get a, a layout and stuff set up. We'll try to do a little bit more, yeah, a little bit with time. Try to get some different people on. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it. I'll see you guys on the next live streamer video. Bye, YouTube. Bye. Thanks for having us. Thank you.